Welcome to our online audience. It's great to have you with us as well. And we hope that uh, God is going to speak to your heart. I'm not sure if it got mentioned yet or not, but today is Valentine's Day. And look, my pastor's heart is to see our relationships do well, to see our relationships thrive and uh, full of life. So I thought I'd help a brother out. If you have forgotten to get your significant other a gift for Valentine's Day, then I've got some last minute ideas that could really help you. So um, first one, you can get a chocolate bouquet. Isn't that lovely? Wouldn't mind a bouquet like that myself. Something for her and uh, maybe something for him. We can get um, the next one. Ah, a heart-shaped steak. Nothing says I love you like 400 grams of protein. <laughs> love that, love that. And then uh, maybe a, a couple's gift. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Heart, I think it's meant to be a heart. Anyway, shape pizza. Uh, next up, this is a good one. This is a good one. The Bath and Brew. How good is that? Have your caffeine coming out of the wall into your face. You can skip the middleman. You can have your coffee while you're showering under it. And oh, I think that's a brilliant idea. I think there's some people that would really appreciate that for Valentine's Day. And the last one, a pillow with your head on it. Who would not like a pillow with your head on it? That is just beautiful, isn't it? Uh, actually, I was, um, I was sharing with the first service. <laughs> True story. This pillow with a head on it reminded me of uh, when I was in my late teens. My mother didn't know what to get me for my birthday. And so what she did was got some photographs of me and took them down to the printing shop. And, uh, and she actually got me a full collector's set of Dino. And what I mean by that was um, she got a coffee mug with my face on it. She got two T-shirts with a big picture of me on the front and a wall clock with me on it. Oh, got to love our mums. She, she never could understand why I would never wear my T-shirt out with my friends. God bless our mums. Hey, they'll always be our original Valentine. Uh, Pastor Shane Willard next week. Yes. It's always great when Pastor Shane is here. Yeah. Good things are, are learnt and all I can say is I am so glad that I'm preaching the week before <laughs> Pastor Shane and not the week after. All right, no pressure, Pastor Chris. None at all. But I want to talk to us today about growth. Yeah, growth. The process of increasing in size, to extend, to enlarge, to widen, to develop. When it comes to your relationship with Jesus, when it comes to understanding God's word and his kingdom, when it comes to the vision for your life and your expectations, is your journey one of growth and increase? Yeah. Or is it one of stagnation and decline? Yeah. And the reason I ask that question is because I believe that God's heart 
for you and I is to see us grow. It's to see us enlarge, expand, widen and develop. And look, when I talk about God's heart for us to grow, I'm not talking about just uh, gaining some more biblical knowledge. I'm not talking about just learning some more interesting historical facts about Israel. Now, when I'm talking about God's heart for us is to grow, I'm talking about understanding the heart of Jesus more. I'm talking about helping somebody else on their journey of faith. And I'm talking about displaying the, the love and grace of Jesus to our world in a, in a more consistent and profound way. And why do I believe this? Why do I believe that God wants us to grow and expand? It's, it's because fruitfulness is fun. Yeah, well, Growth cool. is exciting. Yeah, awesome. Getting bigger is great. Yeah. Just a simple example of this is uh, a number of years ago, our family was given a wonderful gift of yearly passes to Dreamwell Theme Park. Whoa. And uh, yeah, whoa, it was pretty exciting. <laughs> And, uh, and what we found on our first visit was that our youngest son, Jackson, was just a little bit too short for the big thrill rides. Yeah, he was devastated too. And so while the rest of the family was uh, out there getting the bejeebus scared out of us on the Tower of Terror, he was Jackson, arms crossed, frown on the face, doing gentle circles on Gingy's glider. <laughs> And you can imagine, for the next year, every month, he would say, can you measure me? Can you measure me? He'd stand up against the wall and say, can you measure me? And you guessed it. Just before those yearly passes were due to expire, he had grown the 1.5 centimetres that he needed to go on the Tower of Terror. Oh, I tell you, church, growth is exciting. Getting bigger is exciting. You just need to ask Jackson. But when we get bigger, when we grow, we go to the next level of things. We get to hang out with bigger people. We get to have bigger and better experiences in life. And I believe that, that when we choose to become bigger people, we actually bring glory to God. When we become bigger in our thinking, bigger in our view of who God is and what he can do, bigger in our understanding and capacity of what he can do in our lives, and bigger in our ability to receive what God wants to bring into our lives. And when we choose to do that, we actually bring glory to him. So I want to encourage us this morning, church. God's heart is for you and I to grow. And I've called this message today, God's Word, Sowing and Growing. God's Word, Sowing and Growing. And I want us to have a look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 to 9. This is the parable of the sower. And look, 
to fully understand what verse 1 to 9 is all about, we need to know that later on in the chapter, Jesus goes on to explain what it all means. He goes on to explain that the farmer or the sower actually represents God. The seed that's talked about is actually representing the gospel or the word of God. And the soil, different types of soils that's talked about is talking about the different types of condition of the human heart when receiving the word of God. So with that in mind, I want us to read Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. It says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Yeah, it was a sad day. <laughs> then he told them many things in parables. It's right, we love kids in this church. They're fantastic. Next generation. Uh, then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came out, the plants were scorched and they were withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, 160 or 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. It's always challenged me. Whenever I've read this parable, it, it, it can feel a little bit discouraging at times, can't it? But when you look at it, it looks like only 25% or one quarter of the seed that was sown actually went on to produce something useful, produce a harvest. And, and at first glance, it can, actually, it can actually be a little bit discouraging. But I want us to have a look at this power with fresh eyes this morning. Because I believe that, that we actually have a whole lot more going for us than going against us. And that God's heart for us is to actually see a righteous harvest in our lives. I remember when I began my relationship with Jesus uh, as a 23-year-old young man. I was just a, a typical Aussie lad. Um, uh, getting myself into... Uh, all kinds of situations and, uh, and different things. And, and look, to be honest, I was probably living quite a, an immoral lifestyle. And then I met Jesus. And I had the seed, the gospel, the word of God put in my heart. And I remember being so afraid to fail. Being so afraid of becoming one of the, the three out of four that didn't make it, the, the, one of the 75% where didn't see God do good things. And, and I remember being under so much pressure and stress, worrying about failing God. And then God put a word in my heart from Psalm 119, verse 9 and 10. It was like the Holy Spirit was speaking directly to my heart. And Psalm 119, verse 9 and 10, it says, How can a young man or a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I will seek you with all of my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. And I remember taking hold of that verse and, and just thinking about it and meditating on it. And it just took all the stress 
out of trying to perform. It took all the worry about failing God. And it was like the Holy Spirit reminded me of, I got you. I got you. I've got, what's your stress? I've got a verse exactly for you. I've got a seed that you can meditate on that will produce a harvest of peace in your heart. It'll produce a harvest of righteousness in your life. And it'll produce a harvest of great, pure relationships. And it just set my, my heart at ease. And I want to tell you, church, there's a whole lot more going for us than going against us. And I've got three things that I want to look at today to encourage us that God wants us to grow and he's setting us up for a win. The first thing I see that we've got going for us is number one, the heart of the sower. Yep. The heart of the sower. Verse three, it says, then he told them many things in parables saying a farmer went out to sow his seed. Yep. And as he was scattering that seed, some fell along the path, some fell among rocks, some fell among thorns and others fell in good soil. And when we read this, we can see the heart of the sower was to scatter his seed, not to judge the soil. I want to say that again. The heart of the sower is to scatter his seed, not to judge the soil. Isn't it great to know that the heart of the sower is to sow seed in our life no matter how we feel we're performing. No matter how we feel like we're measuring up against the people around us. The sower still wants to scatter his word in our lives. A seed of faith, a seed of hope, a seed of scripture, just something sown in our hearts that can produce the harvest. I mean, you think about it. When he went out to sow that day, he sowed the same amount in the rocky soil as he did in the thorny soil. And he sowed the same amount in the, in the hard places as he did in the good places. I want to encourage you, church. The Word of God does not discriminate. God's heart does not discriminate and, and set aside his seed for a certain type of person, but not another. Set aside his seed for conservative thinking, but not liberal thinking. No, the heart of the sower is to sow his seed and not to judge the soil. He's got the same purpose and goal in mind every time he scatters his seed. And that is to give vision. It's to give hope. It's to give opportunity to whoever, wherever will receive it. Have you ever felt disqualified? Have you ever felt like, you know what? I, I don't think God would want to sow seed in my life right now. He, I've done, had these past failures. I'm, I'm in this situation in my life right now. And, and I, I just don't think that God would want to sow into my life right now. I want to encourage you, if you're thinking that way, stop it. <laughs> just stop it. The heart of the sower is for you and not against you. I mean, you, you think about it. If he was willing, the sower was willing to scatter seed in what was obviously hard, difficult ground, then how much more would he be willing to sow into your life to see opportunity and change come to you? The first thing that we've got going for us is the heart of the sower. The second thing that I see that we've got going for us is the power of the seed. Yeah. 
the power of the seed. Like I said, Jesus is clear later on in verse 19 that, that the seed, it's, it's a symbol, it's a metaphor for the, the gospel, the word of God. So not only was the heart of the sower the same towards all the soil, but the type of seed that was scattered was the same as well. There was not a different type of seed sown into one type of soil and not the other. The seed was the same. It had the same power, same potential, same life, same opportunity given to wherever it was scattered. God's word is that seed. Have you ever noticed how God's word always comes to us in seed form? Never fully developed. It always starts as a seed and grows and develops and changes. And maybe you're here today and you're just thinking, well, you know what? I just feel like, oh, I've only got a little bit, a little bit of God in my life. Can I just say, that's okay. That's enough. That's enough. That's all you need. Just a little bit. A little bit of a seed of the Word of God can grow from a seed to a mustard tree. It can grow from, from childlike thinking to maturity. It can grow from faithful over little things to faithful over much. That's it, all it takes is a seed, a seed of hope, a seed of faith, a seed of the Word of God. So if you're here this morning and you're thinking, oh, I've only got a little bit. I've, I feel like I've just got a, a tiny amount. That's okay. That's all you need to do. Just, just allow that little bit that you have to take root in your heart, in your life. How do you do that? How do you allow the Word of God to take root in your life? You meditate upon it. You think about it. You, in everything you do, you think about that Word. You imagine what it could look like as a harvest. That, that little bit of faith that you got, think and dream. What, if this came to full fruition in my life, what would that look like? And you begin to pray about that. You begin to speak that out in boldness. You begin to have faith for that. Get that picture in your heart. Because not only is the heart of the sower for you, but the power of the seed is the same in your life as everyone else's. You know, it's so easy, isn't it, to look at some of our heroes of the faith and think, well, they've got, they've got something special going for them. Can I just tell you, they don't. They've got the same seed that you've got. They've got the same opportunity and potential that you've got. The only difference between you and them is they've had time to allow their seed to develop and take root in their heart. And you can do that too. So not only do we have the heart of the sower and the power of the seed, but we also have the opportunity or the ability for the condition of our soil to change. The condition of our hearts can change. Verse 23, but the seed that fell on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. It's the one who produces the crop, yielding 160 and 30 times what's been sown. We actually have the ability to allow God to change our hearts if we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. We can actually have our hearts changed from a hard heart to a soft heart. And how do we know if, we, if we've got that hard heart? Well, it's because we're hard. We're hard to get along with. We're hard to have a joke with. We're hard to spend time with. Always critical, always negative. That's, that's when we know that we've got a hard heart. But God can change that heart. 
the promise of, of Ezekiel 36 verse 26. God says, I'll take out that heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. I'll put a new spirit within you and move you towards obedience. Can I encourage you, church? God can change your heart. He can change it from a hard heart to a soft heart. He can change it from, from a rocky, shallow heart to a, to a pure and loyal heart. He can change it from a heart that's distracted and, and choked up and choked out with fear to a heart that can produce a harvest for the kingdom. All we need to do is allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And maybe you're here today and maybe you've been believing for that hundredfold increase in an area of your life. Maybe it's in your business, your marriage, your finances. Maybe, maybe it's in your relationship with your children or your health. And you're believing God for a hundredfold increase in your life. Can I just say, and maybe, maybe in that, maybe you've only seen just a little bit of change. Maybe you've only seen a, a 30-fold increase. Can I just say, 30-fold, that's still good soil results. Sometimes we can put ourselves under so much pressure to see the hundredfold, big change, massive change that God wants to do in our life. We forget to celebrate the little. We forget to celebrate the 30 because we're so focused on the hundred. But if we just allow God to change our heart, know that His heart is for us and not against us. Know that the power of the seed that's in our life has the ability to change us. We will see that increase come to our life 30, 60, even a hundredfold. And I just want to finish with some questions for us to wrestle with maybe today and this week. And the first one is this. Have I forgotten that the sower's heart is for me, not against me? Have I forgotten that actually God's a good God? His heart is actually to see me do well, not to punish me. Not to beat me down, but to see me do well. Number two, have I overlooked the seeds that God's sown in my life because I was too focused on the harvest? Are you overlooking the small because you're focused on the big? Are you despising the day of small beginnings because you're focused on success? Can I just say, be faithful over little things and God will bring you more. He knows your heart. He knows when you're ready for that increase. And number three, do I need God's help to change the condition of my heart? Do I need God to change me? Change me from that hard heart. Change me from that, that shallow heart or that, that choked up, thorny, prickly, spiky heart. Do I need God to do something within me? And maybe you're here today and maybe you're just like, I don't even know where I'm at. I don't, I don't even know the condition of my heart anymore. I, I don't even know if God's real. All I know is that there's a seed of something within me that wants to know Him. 
there's just a seed of something that just wants to know God, not just know about Him, but I need to know Him. And if that's you this morning, even if you're at home online right now, I want to give you the opportunity right now to open your heart to allow God in. And it's as simple as saying a simple prayer, something like, God, I open my heart to you right now. I ask you, please show yourself to me. I want to know you. That's all it takes, just a simple prayer like that right now to bring a change. And when we do, we will see that God's Word will be sowing and growing in our life. Amen.